The following presentation is brought to you by the KMmedia.pro network. Each channel is created to provide highly engaging and fascinating content presented in an entertaining light just for you. Please visit www.kmmedia.pro for complete information. So now, stay right where you are as we present If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Nikola Tesla. In Think Energy, Dana Parker and I, Kevin McDonald, will delve deep into the world of energy and vibration. We will present great guests who are able to use energy in a positive, healing way. Be it NLP, Reiki, mediumship, energy healing, spirit communication, and many more modalities. Our intention is to create a safe place for all of us to understand that everything is just, well, energy. interview always by my favorite person in the whole world and you know it's really fun dana to uh um to look at your face because there's always a smile on it you're always really a positive person and just it's really cool so dana parker's with us she's a life coach go to innerworldmovement.com and stuff and dana how are you Good. I always have a smile on my face because this is like Christmas for me. I love getting to know new people. And I've been so excited about Julie because we have so much in common. We both love joy and happiness. And and I watched some of your videos, Julie. And I'm just, I'm really, really excited to talk with you more, to hear about your journey. So that's why I always have the smile. I'm like, it's Christmas morning. I get to meet people <laughs> and connect. And this is so fun. Do you so. feel like you're about to be unwrapped, Julie? Is that <laughs> <laughs> no? I was just thinking how she's saying it's like Christmas morning, and you know, I always tell people that the best present we can give each other is our presence. Yeah. So bringing our energy into ourselves, into our bodies, into the present moment. It is. It's a great, it's a gift, and it does. And if we do that every day, it is like having Christmas every day. So I like that. Yes, it's true. I love it. Thank you. So in the in Dana, in some of the things that you've uh, looked at at her website and stuff, what did you find? Yeah, I do have, I have some questions that are going on and things that I'd love to hear. Um, as I looked over your, um, your website and things, I think the first question I have um, is, is how did you come to this place where you're at now, Julie? How what what puts you on this path to joy and happiness and and all these different tools for you? Um, what's what's your story in in your journey with that? Well, I um, I was a happy child and I had a childhood dream of becoming a horse trainer. I had a lot of adults trying to discourage me, discourage me, saying that's not a real thing. But I pursued. And um, I succeeded. I was pretty successful. I had a huge clientele following that was all word of mouth. I was teaching college classes. I was doing presentations regionally all over Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa, etc. And um, it was great fun. It was a lot of hard work. And I basically had a pretty happy life. Mm -hmm. But you know, as time went on, the decades went on, stuff started happening, stuff you know, my husband went through some major problems and with his business and with his health. And then um, we ran into problems. Yeah. Um, we were starting to, uh, we're going to lose the farm. And my health started, my health started to deteriorate. Mm -hmm. And I became so ill that I couldn't really do the physical work anymore. Yeah. We did lose the farm. I did move my business to another stable location because I had my own. But uh, I moved my business to another location for a couple of years and continued to work. But my health continued to decline. And the doctors couldn't really figure out what was going on. Uh -huh. 
Um, I went to Mexico for a vacation and got severely ill. I was put in the hospital for five days, pumped full of medication, and um, came home. And they said, you know, don't go to work for a month or so, take time off because the stables is too dirty of an environment. I sort of had a a digestive issue with severe allergic uh, reactions. Mm-hmm. When I started to go back to work, I was like really weak and I couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it anymore. It's very, very challenging. Working with horses is challenging because they're big and they're difficult. And I train wild mustangs and all sorts of things in my career. Um, a lot of training projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I couldn't do it anymore and I had to let it go. Yeah. Let it go. And, uh, and the weather didn't make it any easier mm-hmm. in a cold climate. But uh, I decided to get into, I went to a drum circle and I was just totally amazed. And I always loved music and grew up with music my whole life. Um, so I decided I'm going to do that. Yeah. Horses and get into that. And I started getting into that and started taking training to learn drum circle facilitation. And mm-hmm. um, I've always been an artist into art. So I the painting parties became very popular at the time and I started doing some painting parties, but then it got to the point where my health deteriorated more. I couldn't even do those things hardly anymore. And it was becoming too difficult for me to carry around the canvases and Mm -hmm. carry around the drums. And, um, and then I had an injury, um, and that put me in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And when I, stopped moving, my whole body shut down. Like yeah. My organs started shutting down. And I was like emaciated at this point. I was like 92 pounds. Um, wow. the, you know, I couldn't put any weight on. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't mm-hmm. um, I couldn't go to the bathroom. I couldn't pee or poop. Mm-hmm. I just, just everything was shutting down. Yeah. I basically was really angry. I was yeah. angry at doctors. Yeah. I was angry at my church. Mm-hmm. I was angry at my husband because he wanted me to keep going to traditional medicine and they were like making me sicker. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to switch to alternative, but it wasn't really happening. So I became severely depressed. I was constantly in pain and I wanted to die. Mm-hmm. I was put on medication that completely wired my neurological system. Mm. And um I was ready to hang it up. I couldn't even leave the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but my sister, who is a therapist in Hawaii, she kept um, recommending for me to try to work with restorative yoga. Okay. For healing purposes. Yeah. She said it was very powerful. Yeah. And so I, I love her. I respect her. And I took her advice. Mm-hmm. And I started doing restorative yoga. I was still in an ankle boot from a fractured ankle, and I had torn the labrum in my hip and all these other injuries, so I could barely even hobble over to the um, yoga studio. But I started doing restorative yoga, and the teacher got me involved into breath work mm-hmm. and meditation, yeah, and some self-help work programs. And um, then I uh, tuned into the Global Sound Healing Summit which is a five-day event that's on for free, and I just watched every day all day long, and was totally blown away by this healing. And then I started working with sound healing and getting sound healing, and I started healing Mm -hmm. between the movement and the meditation. I was doing Joe Dispenza's meditation for breaking the habit of being yourself. Yes, I love that book. Oh, I know, and like I did... I did that. Med- I can't tell you how many times I did that. Med- I would do it every day in the morning and at night in yeah. bed. I would do it in bed before I got out of bed. I was like two weeks to even sit up and do meditation. But oh, it worked anyway, even though I was in bed. And I worked on getting rid of my anger. Right. Getting rid of my lack. Yep. Getting rid of my resentments. Mm-hmm. Getting rid of my need to control everything. Uh, I mean, I had so many... Wow. And it's funny because I'm reading the book and I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know what I'm going to work on. And then you turn to the page where they got the list of things you can work on. And I'm like, yep, yep, yep. (laughs) I I can do these. I need these things in my life. Yes. 
So I, I do believe that releasing a lot of those negative emotions were very, very powerful for me and put me on the path of healing. Yeah. And um, then I discovered the Happy for No Reason book. Hey. And I started reading it. And it's amazing. It's, it's uh, you know, got chapters that reflect on different pillars of support we build for our inner home for happiness. Mm -hmm. And each chapter has a section of practices to do to reinforce what you're learning. Mm -hmm. And by the time I found the book, I had already done half of the stuff in the book. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, amazing. Yeah. So I dived into the rest of it, and I was so amazed by it that I actually went. I just I just wanted to share it with everybody. <laughs> I wanted to share with everybody the fact that I was so sick, and the medical world couldn't help me by itself yeah. without addressing my whole being. Yeah. My mind, my spirit, yeah. my heart, my emotions, yeah. like everything needed to heal. Mm -hmm. I didn't think of it at the time, but right. it happened. Yeah. And I know I needed it. Yeah. And, um, so that's how I got into doing the Happy for No Reason program. I went and took the, the training program so that I could represent the program. And I figured this is a great platform for me. Yeah. And I, I got into studying the uh, sound healing. I yeah. Studied with a uh, group called Acutonics that does uh, work with tuning forks, blended yep. of traditional Chinese medicine on the acupuncture points. Mm -hmm. And I got into singing bowls and gongs. Yep. Yep. And I went to the Globe Sound Healing Institute and learned how to do it all. And I, um, I just wanted to share these tools that completely, completely restored my life. And brought me into a place, into the present moment, into a place of joy, into a place of positive intention every day. And that's how I got to be doing what I'm doing now. Wow. So many questions, Kevin. I know you have one that's just, it's right there. You have a question. <laughs> I can see it on your face. Are you, are you insinuating something, my dear? Um, no, it, it, because you are... And, and I guess, see, from my frame of reference, I'm have, and Dana can tell you, because Dana knows me a little bit, I am always this way. I'm, I'm always a happy-go-lucky guy, and, and I, I, so it's not in my consciousness to be unhappy all the time or to, be, or to have, and I've had a bunch of stuff go wrong. It's not like I've had, you know, like a fairy life. But So how do you help people understand that they don't have to be negative? They can be positive. They can have a good life. Well, I think they need to experience it a little bit themselves. And it's it's really not a matter of me doing anything for them or to them. Like, they have to make the choice. Like, I can't just go to somebody who's unhappy and say, here, if you do this, you're going to be happy. Like, some people don't want to give up their victimhood. I mean, it is addictive. Like, those negative hormones. Literally. That our survival mode puts us in our addictive. Yes. So letting them go and, and going into something else is the same as letting go of alcohol or, or a drug. I mean, th those are chemicals, our natural inborn chemicals housed in our body that are released. The good ones are released through good thoughts and good feelings. The negative ones are released through worry and anxiety and the negative feelings that opens the door to disease and illness. Mm -hmm. And I went through so much turmoil between losing the farm and my husband lost a kidney. He had cancer on his kidney. He had to have removed. He got epilepsy. He lost his business. We were on right. food stamps. I mean, I really got to the bottom of the pit. Right. And physically. I think if it was just circumstantial, I wouldn't have gotten to the bottom of the pit, but physically when my body gave up and I was every day in pain and my body couldn't function, I couldn't, that, that was it. That put me into the depths of negativity. But yeah. you know what, Kevin, you made a point that I was always sort of a happy person and uh, Marcy Shimoff, who wrote the book and, and created the program, I'm happy for no reason. She talks about how she always grew up as a negative person and 
we have an internal happiness set point. It's like a thermostat. And some people have a higher level of happiness and other people have a lower level of happiness. And a lot of it is determined on your upbringing and yes. the attitudes of the people around you as yes. you're being raised, the mm -hmm. people that you're spending time with, your family, your parents, your, mm -hmm. your teachers. You know, I mean, those are the people who help shape you, that help you learn that you can be joyful or you, or you can't express yourself and you have to yes. hold it in. Yes. You know, so the beauty is that our happiness set point is determined by like um, you know fifty percent genetics, forty percent, ten percent external circumstances, and forty percent of what we do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. and, and but we can change the percentages because yeah. like right now with epigenetics, we can even change how our DNA expresses itself. Mm -hmm. by changing our thought patterns in our brain. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I really like about the Happy For No Reason program. It doesn't just, you know, say, do this, do that, do this. It mm -hmm. gives you all the science and research behind everything that supports everything. And I really like that. I like to know why does it work that way? So yeah. they really get into a lot of brain research Mm -hmm. and, and everything and they actually we actually meet every month like the, the group of trainers so that we can be updated with all the new research that's coming out that's being you know used in this world to help uplift people i love it i love that that is it's that is an incredible story julie and and i really i want to bring to light some things because you telling this story i think is so powerful and we can hear stories like this and, and say, wow, that's a beautiful story. But but what I found and, and, you know, I've had my own journey. I feel like everyone's healing journey is like our fingerprints. They're so unique to each of us individually. Mm -hmm. And so yours has been so unique to you. And that's the beautiful thing. But on this journey, what I found, because in in my my world with people I coach, uh, one of the, the nicknames that I'm often given is the joy queen. And, and I love that. I love that. And it's wonderful. And, and I like to remind people, it actually takes work to be yes. here. It takes work to be here in joy and happiness, to actually have the ability to expand in those emotions, to really feel that level of joy, to express that level of joy to live in that regularly, it takes um, what I call mental and emotional strength training practices <laughs> to really get there. And, and your story is such evidence of that. And, and do you find with your clients too, that that is part of the journey? Part of the journey to joy is the depths of the pain and the frustration and the hurt. Those are the catalysts when you go to those depths, it's like you're able to go to higher levels of joy. And, and are you finding that in the people that you coach and the people that you work with and in your processes that that's true? Absolutely. And for some people, it's easier than others, because if they have a higher happiness set point like Kevin, then it's going to be easy. Yeah. You know, it's going to be easier. But if you have a lower happiness set point, then you might have to work at it harder. Yeah. But you know what? I work on it still, like you say, I work on it every happiness is a practice. I think it's a, I think it's a human practice. I really it's a practice. Do. I've been it's on the journey for 12 years and I, I still have days that, that I have lows that I have those. Okay. Got to get my brain focused. Got to get my music, my hypnosis, my, all the things that I do for me to stay in those positive spaces, listening to my positive uh, talks and things like that to stay in those places. Okay. Gratitude, all the tools, right? Yeah. And, that's the beauty is it becomes part of how you live when you start practicing it. And then, and then it becomes default, you know, that's, that's the thing I'm noticing. And, and are you finding that too in your journey? That yeah, no, I have to, uh, yes. Every day, every morning I wake up at dawn, I wake yeah. up before anybody else in the house yeah. and I spend two hours a day, every day in movement, meditation yeah. and just self care. 
and I I need some self care because my body was a little damaged through all the things right. I went through went through you know and whatnot. But I give it to myself. And what's beautiful is when you start climbing out of the pit and you lay down the victim mentality and you go into the positive energy, you can look back at the things that were such curses and so difficult and you can see, well, because that happened, I'm like this now. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't such a bad idea. Maybe it wasn't so bad after all. Yeah. Like it made me really come to terms with the fact that everything that happens for us happens for a purpose. Yeah. For us, not to us. Correct. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. For us and not to us. Mm, I like that. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, it's all it's all about the experiences that we gain so that we can do what we came here to do. Yes. And mm-hmm. sometimes it appears to be rather negative, right. but often and, and, and destructive. And if you embrace it and have a victim mentality, then you, you, that's not going to get you where you want to go. It but defines you, you. Yeah. You do that. But, and, yeah. Cause I, cause you're, you're right, Julie. Cause I, I was just thinking there are people and there's a reason why the creator of uh, Winnie the Pooh created Eeyore. Yes. <laughs> because there are people who live their lives like that. Yeah. It's like, woe yeah. is me. Oh, yeah. God. Well, Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. You know what? I never could understand why when they drew Charlie Brown, they would like have these little lines around him. <laughs> okay. I never understood that until now. It's like his negative energy right? <laughs> but I didn't get it when I read the cartoons as a kid, you know, and it is. Those are all lessons in life. Those are really good lessons in life. Yeah. The Winnie the Poohs and the Charlie Browns. We need those lessons. Yeah. Not everybody gets it, though. Right. And it can take time, you know, when you go through really big, hard things or when you have a lot of programming to negativity, you know, one of the one of the things that I've observed, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too, Julie, is um, those that aren't ready to lay down their, their victim card. Uh, there's several things at play, but one of the things that I've noticed is um, a practice of self-compassion for one's own experiences actually softens that process of laying down the victim card. You have to have that natural desire, I think, at the beginning before stepping into that to want to let it go. But sometimes when I find, um, you know, clients or people that I work with that struggle or resistance, then we go back to, oh, there, there needs to be some validation, inner validation. And I, I just want to reiterate this. No amount of outside validation of your story will ever, ever fill like your own validation and love for your experiences and healing. And when you do that with the, with the intention of moving on and moving forward, there's power in that and letting go of that victim card. You literally are taking your power back. What are your thoughts on that? I totally agree with you. In fact, I grew up, my father was a perfectionist. I actually wrote about that in the book I wrote in the dare to be authentic, finding your purpose. Um, You know, my father was a perfectionist and I grew up like a perfectionist because I wanted to, I wanted to please my father and I wanted him to love me. So I thought I had to be perfect. And that made me a very, very judgmental person, a judgmental person of myself, Mm -hmm. but it also made me judgmental of everybody else because I tried to do everything perfect. I always gave everything my hundred percent. I always did my best. And I would do things over and over until I felt like they were perfect, you know. And then when people would like just do like something sort of mediocre and say, okay, I'm done. I'd be like, what? I know you can do better than that. And I would like be resentful that people don't like rise up, you know. And, And I'd hold it against them. And so it really interfered in a lot of relationships. And I didn't realize it at the time. 
but it was definitely something that I had to overcome. And that was one of the things I repealed using the Joe jo Dispenza meditation, yes. you know, is that need for, for perfection yeah. because we're, we're created perfect. Yeah. When we're born, we're perfect. We're pure love. We're pure. We're, we're just pure. Mm -hmm. Like the freshly fallen snow is pure until yeah. everything pollutes it and makes it gray and dirty, you know? Yeah. And that's what happens to us. You know, we're born pure. We're born happy. We're, we're born loving. And, and then as we go through life, you know, things change. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and even, even I, like I just did a post on um, like cry like a baby because babies cry to release stress. Yeah. And that's like a natural sound healing that they can administer for themselves. And they're so smart. They know they need it and they do it. Oh. And when babies cry, it's okay because yeah. they're babies. Yeah. But as we get older, it's not okay anymore. Right. And we can even get belittled or shamed for it. It's true. Often. Yeah. Especially if you're a man, you know, yeah. you got to just suck it up, you know, don't complain about it. Just suck it up. And we learn to hold things in. Yeah. You know, and that's how, and then we judge ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that is why we need self-compassion. We need to know that it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay if everything we do isn't perfect. We should always give our I still believe we should always give our best. Yeah. You know, our hundred yeah. percent. But yeah. if it's not perfect, it doesn't matter. Right. Because perfection is really only in the eyes of the beholder. Yes. yes. It might be imperfect with my lenses. Yeah. But like you might look at it and say, oh, my gosh, that's perfect. perfect. Yeah. You know, we like, have to quit judging ourselves. We just yeah. have to be. We have to be ourselves. Right. Not not sit here and think about it and, yeah. and compare. We have to stop comparing ourselves. Yeah. Why should we compare ourselves? Yeah. Comparison is the thief of all joy. That's what they say. It is. And it's like we're all like beautiful snowflakes. We're all like beautiful, individual, crystalline, beautiful formations. And, and together, the snowflakes join to make the beautiful snow, you know. And, and it's that uniqueness. It's the uniqueness that unites us. You know, mm -hmm. the root word of unique and unite is the same. Mm. So you would think that uniqueness sets us apart. And when we're different than other people, we don't fit in. Then we start comparing ourselves and judging ourselves and worrying about well, how am I going to fit in? And we start behaving in a way that doesn't resonate with our soul. And we have to love ourselves for our uniqueness. Mm -hmm. And when we feel left out because we don't fit in, we have to love ourselves for not fitting in and have compassion for ourselves that we're experiencing loneliness maybe. But that brings up another point. It's really important to surround ourselves with people who uplift and expand us and our energy instead of put us down. Mm -hmm. So we're in a place where we've been victim mentality, we're always complaining and blaming everything and everything else. If we're in that place and the people that we hang around with are like that, mm -hmm. then that's going to be a problem because we're going to try to get out of that spot and then we're going to get dragged back in by our friend. Yeah, but they said that. So you have every right to feel like that. How many times do you have a friend telling you that you have a right to feel crappy? And to allow yourself, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, no, we don't need to do that. Right. So it's really important. But also what I found as far as relationships is I began to change my relationships began to change. Yes. And some people that I used to hang around with, like, weren't so happy to hang around with me anymore. Right. Because after they complained three or four times, I'd say, okay, can we, like, move to another subject? Because um, that's good for me. Like, that's all I can handle. Let's move on. And, you know, that'll upset them that I don't want to keep hashing over and over. Right. Um, and, and so 
I don't know, the energy, the energy that we emit, the emotions and feelings and thoughts that we have, like create this energy field around us. And when we start changing and our energy field changes, it's like, it's like we're magnetic. So whatever energy we have that we're spilling out, mm -hmm. that's the energy that we attract to ourselves. Mm -hmm. If we're spilling out negative stuff, we're attracting that stuff back to ourselves. So yeah. when we are changing and lifting ourselves out of that place and we change our energy, we start attracting mm -hmm. new people to mm -hmm. us that mm -hmm. think more like us. And then right. it's a lot easier. And actually surrounding yourself with people who are happy, who are uplifting, who can point you to the positive and mm -hmm. not accept your feelings of being negative instead of supporting the negative. You know what I mean? If you can be around people that point you to the positive, then it's a lot easier to climb out of the hole and, yeah. and raise your happiness up one. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important if for anyone listening or that will listen to this in the future, it's really important to note when you're waking up and your vibration starts to change, a natural part of the process is people falling out of your life and new people coming in. And so being intentional in those moments is so powerful and so, so good to do. When you notice people start falling out, that's the time to start making a list of what you want. What, what is it that you want in your life? What does that look like? What kind of people? And it becomes a really important practice to consciously be aware of those transition moments and give yourself permission. I had to give myself permission to grieve a little bit because mm -hmm. there, there was uh, some losses of relationships that were really hard to lose and really difficult. That's not always an easy process. And, um, and relationships like, for example, family, my family relationship shifted. And it's, it, it's, we're still rebuilding and taking time because the relationship's different because I, I really value family a lot and especially with how I grew up. And so I still get to interact with my family, even though I've gone on a journey and, and I've moved, they, a lot of them have moved in their own ways, but different. And so, um, learning how to then interact in a different way, all of those things take time. And just giving yourself permission to relearn how to interact with people and then also letting go of the old, bringing in the new, that can be uh, quite a process and one that's that's powerful and um, lonely and it's, it's the whole spectrum. There's beauty in it and there's hard things in it too, which is all part of life, the duality, right? Yeah. And I have a new vision of family now too, because there's our blood family that we're born into. Mm -hmm. And and that's not really a family we chose. Mm -hmm. And we're sort of stuck with them. And so if they're really difficult and they're really negative, then, you know, it's hard to walk away from your family, even when you don't like their energy. Right. But what I've discovered is that we create our own family. It doesn't have to be a blood family. Mm -hmm. It can be outside of the blood relationships yeah, to support us and nurture us. And then if we can build up enough resilience through having that support of our new family, then it allows us to step into the old negative mm -hmm. energy of the blood family when we have to be there. And, and we hopefully have enough resilience that we can deal with it and not get dragged down. And instead of going there and getting angry that people have the negative energy, that's when we go from self-compassion to sharing our compassion mm -hmm. to other people. Yeah, I love that. You know? I totally agree. That's been my experience, too. I, I call them my soul family. My soul family are the people I attracted after I woke up. Yeah. And it does. It does. Having that soul family then helps you with the blood family to be more resilient, to be more patient, more kind and understanding. So, Kevin, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I'm just sitting here having a good time. I, I don't need don't need to be saying a thing. You guys are doing just dandy. Thank you very much. It's it's uh it's interesting to watch you what you guys uh, uh talk about because you know random thoughts keep running through my mind like um, um when um, um Judy was Julie was talking about being a perfectionist. Uh, my mother was that. She was the, she was. Were you the type of person? Just out of curiosity, that if you were going to have company over the day before, 
that your kids could find you underneath the sink in the spare bathroom cleaning it out because you're scared somebody will go there and open the doors <laughs> and look inside and see that you're a messy house cleaner? Is it, is it my, that was my mother was like that. Did you ever have that? You didn't. You weren't that. Bad. I didn't do that. No, no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a cleaning fuss person. I'm not. I'm not a perfectionist with cleaning. <laughs> In fact, I should probably be a little bit better about it. <laughs> it's just like a, a maintenance level. <laughs> and what's interesting is, I thought that that was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard or seen in my entire <laughs> life. Was my mother's butt stick, sticking out from underneath the sink, and while she was cleaning it out, and it was at three o'clock in the morning, and then she had a lousy time because she was tired. When she when everybody came over by that time, she was exhausted, so she had a terrible time. Mm -hmm. But and my sister and I joked about that one time, but my sister did the exact same thing. <laughs> we, we do the opposite thing in my house. We take the stuff that shouldn't be out and we shove everything that's in the cabinets. <laughs> that's 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 more or less what I do. And, and, and but you know, and for some people, they get that imprint. Of what it's like for some for some people they'll they'll have a career their entire life to because they want to please their father. Mm. And women do this a lot. They want to put, they they'll do something to please their father for their entire life, and he doesn't even know that he that he's even part of the equation. But they're doing this, and they have a lousy life. They have a lousy time with what they're doing because they don't stand up for themselves and to think about what they want. Mm -hmm. and, and stuff and it gets ingrained in, ingrained in them so deeply how do you help somebody that is one of those people who cleans underneath the sink at three o'clock in the morning when company mm -hmm. coming over the next day to understand that they don't need to be doing that anymore that they can live their own life the way that they choose to well sometimes it's people are too worried about what other people think about them and like Dana said earlier, you can't get validation outside yourself. You have to love yourself and have compassion for yourself and validate yourself for yourself and not worry about what people are going to think about you. But, you know, there's a famous saying, it's none of my business what you think of me. Um, but a lot of people have trouble with that, that concept of, it's none of my business what you think of me. I know who I am. And I suppose the, the part of the problem is why they need people like you, like we all need people like you, is so that we can understand who we really are, said what we are and what we aren't, and, and what is the story and what is the truth. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it goes beyond, you were talking about like pleasing, like, like a pleasing father. But it goes beyond just a father that can lead into any kind of relationship where through our own insecurity and our own concern about maybe losing a relationship, we don't always act like we would normally act. We just reshape ourselves to become pleasing to our partner. Sometimes. And that's a bit that's exhausting. Exhausting. I'm just coming out of that. Like I'm four, four to five years out of that, and I can, I'm still, I can feel, still feel the residual of like, that's an exhausting game to play. Don't play it. Don't do it. It's not fun. Yeah, and I had a little bit of a problem with that. I wouldn't do anything without checking with my husband first, and if he didn't yeah. like it, it's like okay, yeah. you know. And it's like no. I'm not doing that anymore. I don't care if he likes it. If I if I feel it's something that is gonna suit me, resonate me, expand me, make me a happier person, then I'm gonna move forward with it whether he likes it or not. Well, and going back to your story, that was a pivotal thing for you. You were intuitively feeling you were you needed to go down the more holistic path. You felt that in your heart. You knew that and you felt that that kind of cognitive dissonance of your husband saying no and you saying yes. And, and, you know, luckily you did listen to that and walk down that path. And, and I commend you for it because that's not easy. And, and I'm sure that was a part of breaking that pattern, but how powerful is that? And there's so much value in listening to your heart. And the more we listen, the, the more powerful, I believe we're guided 
the, you know, think about when you give someone advice over and over and over again, and they don't listen, you stop giving them advice. Mm -hmm. Same thing with our own intuition. The more we dishonor it, the more we don't listen, the let the, the quieter it becomes, right? Yeah. yeah. Until we no longer can even know what we actually want in our life. And so we're just listening to everyone else's voices. And, and so there's so much power in your story and what you've walked. And I commend you, Julie, for taking that. And, and I'm so happy, you know, especially watching the Qigong video, which I highly recommend, by the way, do you want to share what is your website? What's your website and, and tell everyone how they can find, uh, find you and information about you if, just real quick. Um, my website is called Julie for joy. Spelled J-U-L-I, then the word for, F-O-R, joy, J-O-I, julieforjoy.com. And um, I do feature the Happy for No Reason training program and coaching, training for groups or individuals. And I have some programs coming up. And then I also uh, discovered Qigong when I was at Globe Sound Healing. I discovered Qigong. And that Qigong, I love Qigong because it's all about cultivating and working with your energy and mastering it and shaping it and, and, and it develops such an awareness and developing awareness is one of the first steps to making change. Yeah. You know, yes, it is. we can't so, take it. We don't acknowledge. So I do teach Qigong. I teach locally now. I'm actually in the process of putting together an online Qigong program. I love it. Um, it will be available. I do offer private coaching that includes Qigong, sort of yeah. like the holistic healing model of the Qigong. And sometimes I'll throw in some sound healing tones for people to use as they're working yeah. with the Qigong and, and some, uh, yeah. you know, mantras so, and affirmations. Yeah, I love it. Anyone listening, she has a great little quick morning routine that's recommended on her website that's just, you can click on it and watch it and step into that and try that out because one of the powerful things we, you know, that actually Kevin and I, we talked about on our call just before this, there's, there's a lot of power in learning something new, but when you do something new, when you experience it for yourself, that's where real change comes. That's where you actually start having those experiences, which, which then add to your understanding of, of the concept or idea in a new way. And so going on there and doing her morning routine, I'm going to do it. I'm actually going to do it tomorrow morning. Uh, or I don't know if you call it your morning routine, but I know you said something to the fact of that. That's what you wake up to. And I'm like, I'm doing that tomorrow. That looks every great. Day. I yes. do it every day. Yeah. yeah. And so what I actually also do is I will customize uh, Qigong program for you. If you have a healing issue, whether it's physical or emotional, yeah. or whatever it is, and movement is really important to release emotions. Yes. And it doesn't have to be Qigong, but I do find Qigong very powerful. And it aligns with me because since I'm, a lot, uh, since I'm aligned with traditional Chinese medicine with my tuning fork work, then Qigong is rooted in traditional Chinese medicine. It, like, it, like, it just like blends like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> so it's, it's awesome. And... Um, but yeah, I, I customize if somebody has an issue they're trying to work through physically wow. or whatever, I work, I'll talk to them and I will put together a customized program that features on whatever specific organ, you know, that they're working with or whatnot. I mean, I just worked with a client that had a, uh, an injury to the back and ribs, actually from a chiropractor. Mm. Um, and you know, so I've had that happen. That that hurts like a son of a. Gun. And it is hard and in the ribs, and then it affects how you breathe and everything. So I had to put some really, really gentle movement in. And but but qigong is designed for healing. There's actually medical versions of qigong. There's a lot of different levels of qigong. Um, so I'll work with somebody and I'll sort of do like a little intake and figure out what their goals are and how they want to shift and and then I will put together. Uh, customized program just for them with movements that are specifically to help what they need because not everybody wants to sign up and do it like if people would just do it every day then they would heal themselves all the time right right know? but people don't always want to sign up for specific you know for programs and and invest their time in a regular thing and they need to but they haven't learned that yet 
Right. So by giving them like a little custom protocol that can be theirs to do as medicine, yeah. that's like their prescription for their medicine, for their healing. Right. They don't have to look at it as a deep dive that I have to do this for the rest of my life. And that's what ends up happening though, is they find so much value in it, they usually keep doing it and want yeah. to keep going with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, one of my questions is, do you have, uh, are there Qigong practices for back pain, chronic back pain? Yes, there are. And that's actually the protocol. And, and that was part of the protocol because her whole spine is screwed up. Her thoracic and lumbar areas are screwed up, not the cervical for her. But yes, there are. And there are, and then of course, if you have upper back and neck, that would be a little bit different. Some yeah. of the things would do both. But yeah, I have, yeah. Wow. Do you have chronic, do you have problems with your back? I don't, but the, um, I have a friend that has, has, uh, really bad chronic back pain and actually runs in the family. And, um, and so I just, we, he's, he's really invested in every chiropractor, every physical thing. And so, uh, that he possibly could. And so now, um, I just, I've been wanting to introduce maybe some different types of practices for him to, to try out, to see if there could bring some relief because yeah, it's, the key it's is, like pretty bad. Yeah. Then the key is you says, well, he invested in chiropractic and all different stuff, but is he just investing in other people to heal him? Because if he is, he won't heal. Right. We need right. to invest ourselves in our own healing. Yeah. We yeah. can't expect somebody else to do it for us. Right. Right. Agreed. So yeah, trying to get him into the a practice would be good, and the Qigong yeah. practice would be good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'd be more than happy to share the protocol with you if you want to share it with me. Yeah, him. that'd be great. We'll have to exchange contact information. Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you. I got to tell you, you guys are doing. You guys are having a lot of fun. This is good. <laughs> this is this is this is this is joyful, and this is good. And, uh, uh, but, but, uh, uh, Julie, it's, it's, uh, a pleasure having you here. And I want to thank you very much. I want to honor your time as well. And we're coming to our, to the end of our time together, but I would like to give you the opportunity now for the, the folks that are listening now and for the ones that will listen to you in the future to say anything that you'd like about anything that you find of a value that you think they should know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they just need to know that they need to invest. They need to, they need to invest themselves. They need to set a daily intention. They need to just be open-minded to new possibilities and then to have support to help them through the journey. You know, like I, I've got a, I have like a seven week course coming up. Be happy for no reason, cultivating inner peace and resilience. That's starting on February 20th. You can tap into that on my online. I have a free Zoominar coming up that's called Happy or Not, You Choose. And that's sort of like an introduction to the program. Um, and that is on January 29th at noon, free. And you can tap into that through my website and, or on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, Julie for Joy. And it's really, I had a lot of support. I really, really needed the support. I would not, I would not have been able to do it by myself. And I still, to maintain, I still feel like I need to have support around me and I value it and it's beautiful. And I love giving support. It's like a huge circle of energy, just the spiral that just keeps spinning around. You know, we fill ourselves with happiness. We pour it out. We get support from other people. We give support to other people. We have grief. We are able to handle it with grace because we're intrinsically have inner peace and happiness, even though we're sad at the moment, you know. And it's, it's just like an unending circle of energy that we need to commit. We want to tap into that. We want to tap into that energy. We need to commit. We need to invest. We need to make an intention. We need to take action mm. and get support. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Dana, you've done such a good job of doing this. I, I really, I got to tell you, you've done an awesome job and I want to thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks, you Kevin. Really you know, nice questions. I learned from the best, Kevin. You taught me well. <laughs> so you get to take us out. 
Yay. Well, I don't remember learning this part, but I'm going to do my best. <laughs> no, this is the part. This is the part that you go deep inside and say what's ever in your heart. And we'll close with that. Great. Well, I, I want to start with gratitude, Julie. Thank you so much for the journey that you've walked. Thank you for your healing journey. Thank you for committing to yourself, for being that kind of woman that stands in her power and walks that path and then teaches other people. You know, I, I just, you've been such a beautiful mirror today. I can see so much of me and you, and it's just been such an honor to have this time with you. So thank you for the work that you're doing to make a difference in the world. And I appreciate and have a deep respect for what it takes to get where you are and what, what it takes to do what you do. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> receive it all. Receive it all. Well, and that's something else I had to learn to do yes. is to receive when po true. people gave me positive because yep. I didn't. It's true. Huh? No, does. So, so thank, you, so thank you for uplifting me. Thank you Absolutely. for your very positive thank feedback. You. And I'm very curious to learn more about what you do because, yes, I do definitely feel connected. Yes. Yeah, we definitely have similar things. So I'd love to connect more and let's make sure we, we have that opportunity. So, yeah. Kevin, you are incredible. Without you, this would not have happened. This would not be possible. And so thank you so much for what you do for all of the energy, time, and effort, your journey that you've walked to make this possible, to make a difference in the world, put positivity out there. I know that has been your um, constant uh, effort that you've put into this world, into this lifetime, and I honor and respect you so much for it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I guess I have to say I accept that. It is so much fun. It it is. see, that's the thing, Dana. It's just 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 too much fun. And and meeting people like Julie, and working with people like you, it's like. And over the course of time, if you let the negative people go away, regardless of how negative and how how hurtful it is, and you they will be replaced by people who match your vibration. Yeah. And they and then you will be happier. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be easier and, and great people will find you. But yeah. if you don't, if you keep those people around you and keep you down, those good people that you are looking for, you cannot find there you. There will be no room. There's no room. Gotta make room. So make, Perfect. make room. Yep. Make room for the great people that you can have in your life. Absolutely. Beautiful. Well, thank you for joining us, joining us on think energy. This has been so great. I've loved this episode. Oh, you're just awesome. You guys stay where you are. I got to do this. Be right back. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of KMmedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named KMmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other because each other's all we've got. We'll see you next time.